Hi, everyone. Um, it's been a long week. It's been a really long week, and I'm currently trying to find the words on how to start this episode. Um, okay, I'm going to put my mask on for a second. Welcome back to main character with Yasmeen. I'm your host, Yasmeen. All right, mask's going to come off now. Ugh. Hi, everyone. Um, I usually would have a debrief of the week because that's a segment I want to start um, implementing on every episode. But the only debrief of the week I have is that the U.S. is the only country, a part of the U.N., that voted no to a ceasefire. Um, and I, it, it, it doesn't like comprehend in my brain how that is such a controversial thing. The UK abstained to it because they're pussies, but I have no words. That's the only debrief I've had. Okay, well now I said that. That's not even what I want to talk about today. Um, as I grow up, I realize my issue or my view on my body has changed. It goes up and down and my relationship with my body, it fluctuates just like my body does. And it's this love-hate relationship that I know a lot of people resonate with. This is the first episode that I've done on main character that I don't have an outline. I don't have a sheet where I'm going on my laptop and saying, all right, what's next? I'm not doing research for it. I'm just explaining on my personal experience with my body from childhood to now. All the ups, all the downs, body neutrality versus body positivity, um, my relationship with dieting, my relationship with working out, my relationship with looking at myself in the mirror, my relationship with um, comparing myself to the people around me, to society, to fashion, to everything. I'm just... With also the winter time, I'm going to be talking about today my body, my image of my body, and how I feel. It's going to be a really raw episode, real, like, raw, so raw, like, there's no protection. Like, it is so... I. Once again, the mask is coming on whenever I'm making, like, a sex joke. Like, ha, ha, ha. And I, I'm not going to lie to you. This is... I, I want to... If you are going to get triggered by eating disorders or... um dieting, any of that, I would skip this episode. Please download it and rate it no matter what, because I do need those views, but I would skip it. But if you want to listen, I would love for you to listen to my story. And I hope that you can get something out of this and you might feel a little less alone that you're not the only one going through it. Let's get started. From a young age, and I'm saying this like six years old, seven years old, I always knew I was bigger than everyone else. I'm in this weird middle ground. And I always was like I was I was almost at one point when I was a kid, like on the structure, like when we'd go to the doctors, like almost uh, obese, according to my BMI, which the BMI was always so weird. I remember like when I was six and seven years old, my mom would take me to the doctors and I would always cry before I had to step on the scale at six and seven years old. I remember 
I dreaded going to the doctors because I did not want to see how much I weighed ever. We always had, we always had scales in our houses. Um, and I would weigh myself every single morning at like seven years old. I remember during school lunches, like I always had like fruits and stuff and my family always packed me very healthy things and they never let me have like chips. Like I remember I used to love Cheetos. I remember I used to go to school with my cousin and he lived with my grandparents and they always packed him an extra Cheetos or an extra like bag of chips so they could, so I could have one because my parents wouldn't allow me to. And I remember like I felt this like rush or like this high, like I'm, I'm not supposed to be eating this like one chip a day when I felt shame for eating something not healthy. And I put that in quotation mark, even though it's not, it is not healthy for you. I remember how my mom would always eat such small portions and I would always try to copy her and be there. And whenever we'd go to like family friend's house, and, and this is a lot with like the Arab culture, they will always make a comment about your body, no matter what. Wow, yee, like you look so this. And I know a lot of other cultures can resonate with that, where it's like, oh, mate, they'll congratulate you for losing weight. They'll shame you if you're gaining. And then I remember when I was in middle school, I used to bring, I used to take my mom's Jenny Craig and Weight Watcher meals. And I would heat it up and then eat those. I started counting calories when I was in eighth grade. I would go to the gym all the time. Like I remember like being so young and like I was playing sports, like I was in basketball, I was in water polo swimming. I was doing all of these and I'm like, I'm still not losing weight. I remember when I was in eighth grade, middle school, I started developing boobs. And when you develop boobs, I think as a woman, or as a person in general, it could be very uncomfortable for you. I never was excited to buy my first bra because I just went from like no cup to like a C. And it made me look bigger than what I was and I was always so uncomfortable with it. I remember I asked my mom, I was like, why do I have such big boobs at like such a young age? And she's like, it's just how your body works, honey but maybe like cut off the sugar and maybe it won't go to your boobs. I want to preface this by saying, and I'm, I don't sound too confident in this episode and I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about everything. So I'm, that's what this episode is doing. I don't blame my parents at all for like their, them um, pushing their perspective of body on me because that's all they knew. You know, that's how my mom was raised and her mom was raised and so on and so forth. That's, you know, my dad, like he, he just, I don't think he knew better. And I'm okay with that. Okay. We got that out of the way. And I remember when I got boobs, I got this bra and it was like this cheetah print bra. Okay. And if I was like, I'm, I hate having boobs right now, so I'm just going to make sure it's fun. I went to Victoria's Secret. I went to pink. I got this push-up bra. I was like, why am I going to make it bigger? But I am. And this guy said to me, I know his, I'm not going to air him out. He was a fucking weirdo. But I remember he Facebook messaged me and he was like, not going to lie. He used to call me a butterface, by the way. Like in seventh grade, he called me a butterface. And what a butterface is, but her face. Like she has a nice body, but her face is ugly. And I was like, this boy is the root of so much of my negative look on my body. 
that he messaged me and he goes, I'm not going to lie, you got some big ass titties. And I was like, okay, so here we are. I'm like 12 now, 13. How old are you in eighth grade? And I'm like, all right, I'm getting objectified. That's sick. Um, I just kind of realized that this was going to be the start of something really tragic. This was going to be the start of something that I'm going to have to get used to for the rest of my life. And it was. It was just the beginning of being an object to people's eyes. Whether they know me or they don't know me, all I am is an object. That you have the audacity to say something like that to me and feel no repercussions. When I was in ninth grade, I started um, going to Weight Watchers with my mom or Jenny Craig with my mom. I remember going to the Weight Watchers with my mom and and I would always come back and I would like I, I, I long story short was I was not getting the enough nutrients I needed. OK, I was not. I kept looking at myself and the people around me and everyone was so thin. Like I remember like all my friends were like I could never whenever we'd go to like a, a school dance or we'd get ready for something. I could never like borrow anyone's clothes. I could never, you know, if we were out and it was a summer day and I left my swimsuit at home or like we were swimming last minute, I could never just borrow someone's like swimsuit. I was, I remember I used to, like hate summertime because that's when people would go and wear their swimsuits and I I just couldn't do that I didn't want to show wear a bikini I hated showing my stomach I started when I was in ninth grade developing hips and I have a very like hourglass body and I know like the entertainment industry like making it like a profitable thing now like with the Kardashians being like all right now everyone has like a slim thick with your cute ass like slim waist big thighs big body bends whatever and I it never used to be like that like it was so in the 2000s like very skinny mini like how does that feel and I just was always comparing myself it's hard it's hard being feeling feeling like you're the only one out. And then ninth grade happened, tenth grade happened. Um, I guess when I was younger, like no guys back in the day, like in high school, like no guys really looked at me. Like I was I was very much like the funny friend. And that was fine. Like, but but you know when like everyone in like early high school or middle school, like for homecoming, like I always went with friends. Like I never, I never got asked by anyone and I'm not saying, oh, feel bad for me. Like I don't care. Like, but it, but did I really genuinely think no one asked me because of the way I looked? Absolutely. Because I was bigger than everyone else. I was quirky. And I remember in school plays, like they would always have to, when they were measuring me in the costume department, like it was always like, well, that's not going to fit. Or we need to get something bigger than that. I remember when I was in 10th grade and 11th grade, that's when my body really started to shift. And I went from like a size 24 when I was like, and that this was tiny by the way. Okay. To like a size 28. And I didn't leave bed for three days. And my mom and dad were like, well, we can do things that like, you know, change the way you look. I know. Don't worry. It's hard. Your body fluctuates. And I guess I just wish they, and once again, I don't blame them because this is their first time parenting too. I'm the first kid. I wish there was a way to say, your body's changing and that is okay and healthy. But it wasn't for me. 
during water polo and swimming season, I was always the one to like the last minute, right? Like people were out in their bathing suits and stuff, even like a one piece, fully talking to each other, hanging out. And I was always in my big parka because I just genuinely didn't want anyone to see my body. I hated when I when I sit, my stomach has rolls and it just it was it was so toxic. And I remember I went on a trip. I think this was 10th grade. I went on a trip with my family and family friends to Italy. And I, I mean, come on, Italy, like pasta, pizza, everything, like gelato, everything. Like that's the time where you just, you, the food is delicious and great. I was so insecure. I had caprese salad for every meal, every single meal. And I made a deal with myself. And I said, if I lose 10 pounds by the end of this trip, I'm going to buy a Kate Spade purse. And I had everyone's support doing that. And for me now, and by the way, I got the purse. Um, I lost that 10 to 15 pounds. And looking back, I have that purse in my closet at home and I can't even look at it because it signifies something so tragic for me that I took the time me touring all over Italy with my family and friends and was eating mozzarella, basil, and and tomatoes for every meal. And I'm not exaggerating. Lunch and dinner. Breakfast, I'd have fruit. I'm not getting the enough nutrients I need. And no one stopped me. And it's really sad to think now because I would never let someone else do that. And during that time, my parents, I feel like they kind of realize like what the fuck is going on. So they would say to me like, okay, do you want a chicken Parmesan? Like, do you want, do you want this really good pasta like for dinner? Like, are you sure you've had caprese for every fucking meal? Like you're going to start growing basil from your hair. And where did that come from? I have no idea. And I was like, no, like I want this. I want this more than anything else in the world. And during this time, I started dyeing my hair blonde. I, I know the image, disgusting. I had like blonde streaks in my hair. My eyebrows were thin. Um, I was wearing like Brandy Melville dresses. And I used to like be like, if I could fit in Brandy Melville stuff, like I'm set. I'm good to go because one size fits all, right? No, it doesn't make sense like that. Um, and I guess I was just trying so hard to be anything but me. I was changing every aspect about myself just so I wouldn't have to look like me. And body image is more than just weight. It is the color of your, it is the way you perceive yourself. It is the way the world also looks at you. It's the way the world treats you because of how you look. I was still at the time still calling myself Yasmin. Like it makes me disgusted, like even calling myself that. Because that's not who I am. I'm not Yasmin. I don't know who the fuck Yasmin is, but I know that I'm not that's I'm not the girl, honey. I'm Yasmin. You don't notice this, but my hand is shaking talking about this. And I know once again, like this is not like your funny episode where you're gonna be like, hee 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 hee, talking about shitting or sex or pooping or or going out or like funny stuff. Like, no, like bear with me. And then came the summer to eleventh grade. And I know I'm going back and forth in time, but my summer to eleventh grade. I started getting like boys attention a little bit and it's so crazy how so much of my self-worth was based off if boys in high school were like hitting on me 
or like wanting me. And I remember there was specifically one guy and he said, and I'm like thinking about this now and I'm like, wow, wow, you are what? Like, I'm like shocked at such a young age. Like people would say stuff like that because I'm like, you guys are, we're so young. And he said to me, yeah, like I'm down to like hang out and like hook up dot, dot, dot. Obviously, I, I remember it as clear as day. It was on green text because I had an Android. I know an Android. And he was like, but we just can't tell anyone that we're seeing each other because like you're not really someone I would want to be seen with. And I go, wait, what do you mean? He goes, just because like, you know, the looks of like, you know, you're not fat or anything, but like, and I was like, okay, that's fine by me. Let's still continue kicking and talking. And I was like, the fact that my self-esteem was so low that I allowed a man, not even a man, a fucking boy when I was a young girl to disrespect me in such a way. I, and that did affect my relationships going forward. Summer to 11th to 12th grade. That was a summer I went to a theater program at Boston University. And it was the best summer of my life. Like to this day, like that was the best. Like I was in an environment where I was happy. I was doing things I loved. I was making friends. I was, I was reading. I was, I was getting invested in my art in ways that I didn't even, I couldn't even imagine. And then I, during this time, it was five weeks. It was, um, I lost a lot of weight during this time. Not for any reason, too. It was the first time in my life where I wasn't counting calories. It was the first time in my life where I wasn't feeling like I had to. I didn't work out. I was constantly moving and walking, but it was the first and I, it was the first time I didn't wear makeup every day. I let my eyebrows grow. I colored my hair dark brown again, I think. No, I might have still had blonde hair a little bit. But I I I and I started realizing who I was. And genuinely, the happier I became, the healthier I felt. No one looked at me and saw what my body was or what I was. It was it was the first time in my life where I felt seen for my fullness. I come back. The first thing people say to me is, oh, you lost so much weight. How was your trip, Yasmin? How was it? Did you have a good time? Tell me what you learned. Tell me every single thing. You look so happy. How do you feel? You look tiny. <gasps> wow, look at you. Oh my God, girl, you lost so much weight. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Because I would also ask them, how do I look? I'm not a victim here. I just want to make that plain and simple. I am no, I am no victim, okay? I was the, one of the first things that says, I look really skinny, don't I? Like, I lost so much weight, right? Wanting that affirmation. And then when I got back, I dyed my hair dark brown. I stopped wearing makeup. And I started really feeling like myself a little bit until I got my first boyfriend. This was, I was 17. I'm not going to go too much on my first relationship because that is a whole package to unpack. Um, but I remember we'd go to the gym together and he was like, he was wanting to be a firefighter or something. And I was like, oh my God, like health guru. Yes. And we would go to work out and I remember like taking weights and we would work out every single day. And I was like, that's so weird. We're literally only bonding on one thing because we have nothing in common, but we're going to say we're dating, even though uh, you're a fucking freak. And, and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. Like he was very blue lives matter. And I don't even know why I did that, but we move. Um, I was a kid and we'd go to the gym and he would say, I would be holding like five pound weights to like extend my arms back and forth. And he's like, 
you're way too weak for that. You need like a two pounder. Like, let me help you. And that way, and I just started realizing slowly, like, what is going on? Like, I just feel so uncomfortable in my body. I hate every single thing about this. Like this, it makes me feel so sick. Like, I don't like the way I look at myself. I don't like the way others perceive me. And then I started like realizing and looking at social media and Instagram was really getting big at this time. And like everyone was posting photos of them with their thigh gap and like showing their bones. I remember then graduating and going to college. And this is when things really start to change, okay? I started realizing when I got to college that I was genuinely the different one. I started noticing that I was different than every single other person. I had curly hair. I had big old tits. I was short and stumpy a little bit. I had brown hair. I had no lips. I I was loud. I, I, I was a bit different, right? So it was hard making friends with people in the beginning. And I... I would go and like reach out to people and I'd be like, oh my God, I know where the parties are. Like, blah, 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 like really trying to fit in. And I'm grateful I did meet some of my best friends to this day in the beginning. Okay. And they never looked at me as anything different or made me feel like I was different and genuinely did so much good for my self-esteem. And they always affirmed me and like to this day. Okay. They are my people. But getting into acting school, and doing my acting classes, you have to be very comfortable with being naked. And I'm not saying like physically like shirtless, like pantsless. No, but like vulnerable and like genuinely being honest with yourself and noticing habitual tensions that you do from trauma or from your upbringing. I didn't realize the way I stand and sit or take photos that I'm constantly pressing my shoulders in so you could see my collarbone, thus creating a, a, an image of me looking skinnier because you could see my bones. I didn't know that. I didn't know that I do that in every photo, the way I walk, the way I sit, and the way I stand. That is not healthy. And it's not even a conscious thing. It's a subconscious thing that that is the way that I have developed to make me feel more comfortable. But that's not healthy. My acting professor taught me that and made me realize that. I realized that the way I look was different than everyone else, but in a beautiful way. And this is a time where on social media and like in college, looks are everything. When you first meet people and you're getting to understand one another, you are genuinely trying to, you're like pitching yourself. It's literally like you're once again, the whole Shark Tank thing. Like you are just standing up on there and be like, hi. Like, I am me. Like, take me for I'll be whatever you want. And I would straighten my hair a lot. I would wear a lot of makeup. I hated the way I looked. But, you know, we, we, we keep it pushing. And then I remember I got into my sorority. And in my sorority, it was very, like, predominantly white, uh, blonde, tall, skinny, beautiful. And I'm not – once again, I want to make it very clear. Like, it, I have nothing – like, people who are – I'm like uncomfortable like talking about this. I'm like moving every position. Um, people who are, you know, more thin, like there's nothing. They have their fucking problems too. Like just like the rest of us. And this is all just like going up to like my thoughts on body image today. 
I didn't like the way I looked. I was always so like, I remember like the second a guy would look at me in college, like I would be like swooned. I would be like, yep, he gave me a little bit of attention so that I'm validated now. So that means I actually am attractive when I was basing my self-worth off if men were attracted to me for so long. I got into my sorority, like I said, and I was always like the different one. Once again, my friends never made me feel others, othered, but some other girls did. Like if you looked at all of us, there was a couple brunettes and like I was like the short stumpy one. And once again, nothing to do with the sorority. It was just how it was. I was going to a pre predominantly white institution, you know, in when, going back to my theater classes, you have to you have to accept all of you. You have to. And my professor said this to me. I said, I'm more than enough. He said, you're lying at that point. You are just enough because if we're overcompensating, you're lying. Interesting. And then I went and studied abroad in London my sophomore year. I like got a whole, like, I feel like I revived myself. I started going to the gym every single morning. I went every single morning before class. I would fake tan every single day. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like, I was blotchy beyond belief. I would get like acrylic nails. I started straightening my hair more. I was, I started getting keratin treatment. Like I started like dressing up more. And I feel like that was such a pivotal time of who I was because I was kind of like, I'm actually happy doing all of this, which I find interesting. And this by no means in this podcast episode, do I have an answer for any of these things? I don't. I'm still figuring it out to this day and I'm 25 years old. Like I have no idea what I'm trying to even say other than like I have issues with the way I look at myself. I do because I'm human. And to say you don't is a lie. But I remember in London, I was just like, this is me. Like, I feel myself now. And then I got back and then I just felt lost again. You know, like in a new city that like didn't people didn't know me yet. And I was kind of like reinventing myself and reintroducing who Yasmin was. And I started introducing myself as Yasmin. You will never hear a Yasmin come out of my mouth again unless it's about another bitch because that is not me. And I really think things just started waking up for me at that moment when I was a sophomore in college because I started realizing like I am genuinely in my fullness beautiful. But then, you know, social media happens. Figuring out who you are happens. Life happens. And when I got back, I started like not eating much. I just wouldn't eat a lot. I'd have like two meals a day. I would really go back to my fitness app and I'd start tracking my meals I started tracking my calories and I just, it started getting really all too much to me. I was drinking more and after drinking, I would throw up a lot, not knowing that I would throw up and then afterwards eat a lot of food because I was so hungry after drinking and like slowly but surely became like binge eating and I just didn't know how to cope with that. So I just shut down. Um, and my parents knew that. And then I went to see a psychiatrist and a psychologist in therapy. And then I started getting on antidepressants and started going to therapy, body image therapy. And it, it just started unpacking how I've always seen myself as the other. So I've gone to complete extremes to fit in, to fit into the mold of what other people want to see of me rather than the vision I see of myself. Does that make sense? And so it was fine. Uh, senior year happened I graduated during the pandemic and the pandemic happened where I started really reading more about like body image and understanding what I wanted to look like and how I actually don't really give a shit anymore about what I want to look like it's more of how am I feeling so I started redefining the way I go about life on my own terms I'm so I was so sick and tired 
like I can't even like I was exhausted about people telling me just love your body just love yourself just be who the fuck you are when that's not easy it is not easy to just say you love yourself it is not easy to say that I love my body how can you easily say you love your body when social media and capitalism and the fashion industry and 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 the things that the things we watch on tv are telling you that you shouldn't love yourself because this is what you should like this body image this facial structure this hair this look this tight this weight how can you I felt shame for so long about the way I looked for so long. And during the pandemic, like I said, I was reading more about it. And like, I started going to the gym and going about my life on my own terms. I don't like running. I don't like doing a lot of cardio, but I do love moving my body and going to the gym. So what did I do? I decided I went to the gym and did things I wanted to do. I started eating things I wanted to eat. And when, if anyone ever made a comment, like it's very common in like cultures for like Arab grandparents to be like, stop eating in this. Like, you don't need that. Like everyone, like, yeah, like everyone will make a comment. Like, it's just, it's a part of the culture. Am I saying it's okay? By no means. But am I saying like, it is what it is for me? Yeah. Okay. It is. And I started saying, actually, no, I'm going to eat all of this. Thank you. I'm going to get that. I'm actually going to order a diet Coke. Oh, no, fuck that. I'm going to order a regular Coke because I want to. And no one can tell me differently. And it was kind of just like taking in what I wanted. Also, the light came in as I was saying myself, like, I love being me. And then I moved to L.A. And this is when shit started to go crazy for me. What an interesting time. It was during the pandemic. I started getting lip filler. There's a there's a fly here. Ew, get away, fly. Um, I started getting lip filler. I started doing cool sculpting a little bit on my like sides and my stomach. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I did do that. Didn't fucking work. Um, I was going to the gym outside because of the pandemic. So obviously you couldn't go to a gym. And I started like working out every day. And I realized if I wasn't working out, I wouldn't have had a fulfilled day. That was really interesting to me. And like, I'm grateful for my friends that I was living with because they were always so supportive and kind. But I started realizing like I was basing my the way I looked off of the girls also in L.A. And a lot of the girls in L.A. are very like I I was trying to get into modeling and, you know, everyone was really tiny and beautiful. And like I, I just wanted to be something I wasn't. And I started changing the way I looked and I was dating back then. And it was very much like I. I would start using Facetune to to edit my photos and I was I just feel felt so lost and I I would I remember there was one time where I looked at myself in the mirror and I cu- I couldn't do it. Like I fully couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I hated what I was looking so much so I took the full body mirror in my room and I threw it outside and I put it in the trash. I didn't want a, a mirror in my room. I didn't want to look at myself. I didn't want to see myself. And at the time I was getting auditions for for my manager and a lot of these roles were always the bigger girl like in the character description it was overweight curvier chunkier like that was literally in the description and I was like what the who is who are writing this like who's writing this shit this is weird 
And I just couldn't do it. And then I was like, I would fall. And then TikTok started happening. And I was just looking at all these girls. And like, I just kept comparing myself. And then I was like, I just want to love my body. Is that too much to ask? I want to love the way I look. And I just couldn't do it. I was still also like showing my bones like as much as I could. I would like, I would literally become an extortionist, please. I'd become a contortionist and would like make move my body in ways just so you could see my bones more. So I can look more thin. And then I started realizing, what the fuck is that going to do? And I talked about it with my friends and, the, and, like, and they were like, it's not a healthy way of living. I would have panic attacks about the way I look. I mean, I would see, I would look up, for example, modeling agencies, their rosters. Everyone was tiny, even in the curved description. And also, fuck this. Fuck the fact that a lot of these agencies, or I don't even know if I'm okay to say that. Yes, I'm going to say this. But it's the fact that like they would be like plus size plus size, like Ashley Graham plus size model and then you'll have like Bella Hadid and that is like model when I'm just kind of like why is she why is Ashley plus size but Bella is just model we don't call her minus sized model because that doesn't make sense so why the fuck are we calling Ashley Graham plus size why can't all models just be models we don't need to I don't think there needs to be a a a curve area or like a regular area. It's just all models through and through. And just like actors, like you, I, I, I just think it's so weird to me because that's when you put the description on. And I just, I just don't like it. And, and so while I was living in LA, I remember like when I would go on dates, I remember I was freaking out before because I'm like, what if they don't like what they're seeing? What if my photos don't actually make me look like how I actually look? What if they're going to be like, she's too big? Or she's too short. She's too X, Y, and Z. It's shitty. And I th- the thing is, I've just kind of realized, like, and this is, like, there's some influencers. And I think we are, as a society, getting a little bit better. And my sister and I talk about this because we go through this together. But there's so many people in this world that actually show what body positivity looks like and body neutrality. Because I think those two kind of are intertwined and really show like this is my body. Take me as I am or go fuck yourself. And I've been really looking up to people like that. There's something I still do. I'm not going to lie. Like I still feel guilty the next day if I eat a lot the next like the night before. I still feel a little bit shitty when I don't work out. I still steam the whole bathroom when I shower so the mirrors are fogged so I don't have to look at myself naked that still happens for me but I think now I'm in a place where the fact that I'm even alive right now is such a blessing and every part of myself all the roles when I sit down my double chin when I'm smiling too much my my big hips that keep me intact that hopefully one day I'll be able to have kids are nurturing me and like the food that are that's giving me energy the height that allows me to walk my legs my thighs the, every single thing that makes up who I am is is protecting me is allowing me to stand And so it's a work in progress. I never said this was going to be a, and no one ever said this whole life thing of of comparing yourself to others is a linear path because it's not. I'm still learning how to love myself and to love, when I say love myself unconditionally, truly love my body, love my personality, love the way I look, love the way I treat people. And without my friends and my family and I think like random people who I have no idea I've never met them before, but I see them on social media talking about it. It makes me feel a little less alone and a little more supported and affirmed. 
And that's why I remain hopeful. That's why I know I'm enough. When I see models or influencers, for example, M. Rada, Emily Ratajkowski, she made a book called My Body, great book, but she was she did a campaign where she was in one side of a pair of jeans rather than the other. When she did that, I made a whole TikTok about why I just it just goes back to the whole my body thing. And I feel like when you know you're the standard of what the beauty industry is, it's easy to uh, forget that other people have different bodies than you. And I've been in this predicament where I don't know if I want to be body positive or body I'm not going to be body negative because that's not going to do anything but I feel like there is this intertwined beauty of being uh, body neutral and body positive and I'm still learning how to do that I'm I'm I don't know I think this is where I am with my body I'm grateful for it I'm learning how to love it I'm never ever going to just eat caprese salad again when I go to Italy or when I go to a nice restaurant I'm going to eat the biggest carbed meal because I like it I I realize and I'm grateful for my partner who never has ever made me feel like my body is uh, a a kink or like a fetish thing where like I'm beautiful just the way I am, just how I I was born. I'm never going to say my name is Yasmeen. I'm Yasmeen. I feel like I'm coming into who I truly am and it it is a still work in progress. It's an uphill battle constantly. And as the main character, I obviously need to learn to love myself fully. And I do love myself sometimes. And I just want to get to all the time. So I'm working for it. I'm journaling. I am i don't weigh myself anymore. I don't eat Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig shit. I know I'm never going to do Ozempic. If I see something I, that triggers me or anything, I'm just going to skip it on social media. If I'm feeling bad about my body, I always, I don't know, like I, I look for affirmations. I'll I'll lie to myself even if it means that I'm lying just so I can hear it. I'm learning to truly be okay with how I look. And that's an ever-changing thing. So if you get anything from this episode, it's you're beautiful. Genuinely, you're beautiful. You're worth it. I feel like I'm in like a fucking makeup brand commercial. You're worth it. You're like, shut up. But you are. Just say thank you to your body. Thank you to the way you look. Thank you for being you. Because without you in the world, I don't know what the world would be like. So after you listen to this episode, give yourself a kiss. Give your arm a kiss. Give your hand a kiss. Give your knee a kiss. Give yourself kisses and love and hold yourself and hug yourself because you are are beautiful and perfect the way you are. And I think that's all I have for today's episode. Sorry, it's a bit negative Nancy a little bit, but it's it's I'm not always I'm a human. I'm not always upbeat talking about cottage core and shit. Anyways, I love you. I'll see you next week. Make sure to like, subscribe, download all future main character with Yasmin episodes and major thank you to our incredible editor and producer, Max Shepardson. I'll see you next week. Bye.